Well, it was back last fall, I think uh, last September, uh, Nike lit the internet on fire and had everybody talking with their brand new ad featuring embattled NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick. And it looks like Nike has done it again. They are sparking plenty of debate online today with their latest ad, which shows a woman with underarm hair. And it's, as I mentioned, is lighting up the internet. It's lighting up the comment section, that's for sure, on Nike's Instagram. Now, this photo shows the sprinter Anastasia uh, modeling a Nike sports bra. And her right arm is kind of draped over her head in a bit of a power pose, showing her underarm hair. Now, as I mentioned, the comments of, well, they're all over the place. Some are calling it uh, disgusting, so nasty. Others are saying that uh, this is a time to support uh, women, applauding them for being uh, real, and that uh, everybody has a right to decide uh, how they would like to uh, groom themselves. And as I mentioned, this is not the first time, of course, that Nike has unveiled an ad that has sparked plenty of a debate. And here to discuss further is Mike Leon, the branding expert and president of Brand Heroes, he joins us here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, first off, this is really kind of, I don't know, a fastball right down the middle for Nike. This is really, when it comes to advertising, what they do best. Absolutely. Well, you know what, Jeff? Their brand, and really any brand, is only the sum of what its personality is. Because brands are a lot of people, and people have personalities. And I think with Nike, you know, they've shown this again and again with Just Do It that they're not afraid to get real and they're not afraid to get personal. So I think having an ad like this that shows a very natural state of being, I think in a way it's really representative of who they are. And I think also, too, as a trend in advertising, and Dove was one of the first to do this with the Real Beauty campaign, uh, stripping away kind of these these layers that would be associated with with advertising and with traditional brands is something that Nike's never really run away from. So I don't see this as any real departure at all. If anything, I think it's only furthering that conversation about being the best version of yourself, which is ultimately what Nike stands for. You know, that's really interesting, particularly the parallel with the Dove campaign, which was so wildly successful uh, for that company, because I think here in 2019, and particularly, uh, you know, on places such as Instagram and uh, Twitter, people talk about and want to be uh, authentic, put their authentic selves out there. <laughs> well, you know, that's kind of the extreme irony, right? Because, yeah. you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, being authentic, but then we are in the age of the selfie and we're in the age of trying to manufacture these amazing moments that should look real, but really aren't at all. Um, but, you know, then you contrast that with brands and, you know, to, to put an ad out is a ton of work. And there's so much that goes into that and so much production value that goes into that. So when you're on one hand trying to be authentic and on the other hand, you've got to go through all these steps to try and communicate with your your audience. I think for a brand to say, you know what, this is who we are and this is who we want our folks to be who we use. I think that does say a lot about the brand itself. So I think you're seeing a lot more of that. And for Nike, it's really something they've been doing for a long time. Yeah, they, they certainly have. They're pioneers uh, when it comes to this. And they're also, uh, well, it's a bit of an anomaly. Most companies, many companies wouldn't even go near something like this. And is that because, uh, I don't know, they do the calculus and unlike Nike, they think that the, uh, the, the cost or the cons are too high? You know, there's a school of thought that in order to really engage your audience, you need to make sure that they're always on your side. But, you know, there's the old expression, and I don't know who said it, but I've heard it. You've probably heard it, which is, you know, say what you want about me, but but spell my name correctly. And I think the brands that really get it right 
are the ones that realize that, you know, some healthy debate, not a bad thing. Some people even saying negative comments, not a bad thing, as long as those can be properly contextualized and as long as you know who your real advocates are. But at the end of the day, it's real conversation. But I do think there's some brands out there that will measure success based on just, you know, does everyone love me? Does everybody feel really great things about me? But, you know, sometimes negativity spreads a little bit more. And I think the other thing that we've seen, and, and this campaign's a great example of it, is when some people start to talk negative, you get the people who are really on board and they jump to the rescue and they come in and they advocate for it like crazy. And advocacy is what you want. You want that loyalty. So it's a good way to get it sometimes by having conversations on both sides of the coin. Yeah, does this also play into a Nike's longtime uh, brand, uh, which of course is just do it? And uh, you know, uh, I'm thinking now of the of uh, Anastasia, the uh, sprinter here, that got her arm up and has got the the armpit hair uh, out there. It it kind of just works, doesn't it? Just do it. It really does. Yeah, it it, it really does. I, I like it because I think you know on many different levels this works. I mean, first of all, it's it's be who you are, you know, and be who you are and whatever got you to that greatness. Well, isn't that awesome? So, I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of reverse engineering the whole notion of what is, what is great. And Nike did an amazing spot on this a while ago where they had not an athlete who was paid by millions, millions of dollars, but they had a kid uh, and an overweight kid at that running. And underneath the ad was a voiceover talking about greatness is who we are and we all have the ability to be great. So I think Having an ad not only that shows natural beauty, but also shows somebody the way they want to be shown, I think is very representative of, of the brand itself to allow people to be who they want to be. Yeah. Mike, do you think, uh, I don't know, like 100 years from now, people are going to be talking about uh, Nike and this company, whether it's still around or, or not? And it's hard to believe that you would live in a world without Nike. It's been around, it seems like, for <laughs> forever. Uh, but look back at some of the things that they've done with it, with their advertising and uh, that there's going to be real lessons that have been learned from them. Ooh, 100 years from now. That's, uh, that's a tough one. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you this. I mean, if we look 100 years back, at the things that we still talk about now, and, you know, music is a big one of them. We tend to remember the things that make us feel something. And I think if we ask the question, has Nike and has their ads and, and all their communications made us feel something, good or bad or, or anything, I think the answer to that would be a resounding yes. So as long as they keep doing that, as long as they keep creating things that make people feel something, make people want to talk about it, make people maybe want to argue about it, then yeah, I think history shines well around stuff like that. Yeah, do you think a lot of this uh, comes from uh, Nike's founder, uh, Phil Knight? And uh, you know what? I've got to admit, I've got his uh, book uh, sitting on my nightstand. A friend uh, picked it up a little while back and read it like within two days and then gave it to me. He said, you've got to read this. I, I couldn't put this down. It's such a fascinating uh, life and such a fascinating uh, tale. Uh, does something like this obviously just come uh, from the founder? Oh, yeah, Totally. Because, you know, it's hard to remember sometimes when you talk about, like, mega global conglomerates, but they all started as entrepreneurs, right? And I think you get a company like Nike that started from a very strong vision. And then vision, in the early days of it, was really rolling against the current. You know, it was different from what a lot of people were doing. So you have a founder that really believes a certain thing. And by the way, I mean, just from my experience, you know, founders, 
even with big companies, are incredibly concerned about marketing because as they get bigger and bigger and bigger, they want to make sure that the values that started the company in the first place doesn't go by the wayside. So they care about a lot of that stuff, and that has to find its way into whatever they put out into the world. So, yeah, I think it makes a huge impression. And I think as well, uh, we're talking about this now instead of uh, Zion Williamson's a Nike shoe exploding on him on the uh, court uh, just a month ago <laughs> during uh, March Madness. So they're more than happy, I'm sure, to change the channel on that story. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are indeed. It's funny because I went on here to talk about that as well. And, you know, I remember at the time I, I said, you know, this is a big deal now, but I think we have to take this in its proper context. Will it be a big deal in a week from now or two weeks from now? And I mean, you and I are talking about it. But is that necessarily in the collective consciousness of people that are thinking about Nike? I don't think so. Yeah, well, they're not afraid to mix it up. They're not afraid to create a little controversy and a little chatter. And they've done it once again with their latest ad. Mike, thanks so much for the time. Enjoy your weekend. You too, Jeff. Take care. Okay, good to talk with you. There's Mike Leon, branding expert and president of Brand Heroes.